0: <clears throat> okay, so let me first uh, apologize for the recording level of the last uh, Mandela Effect episode because I accidentally had my voice recorder recording at its low setting instead of at its high setting. I am currently recording at a high setting while it sits on my receiver in my bedroom, so there is no microphone. Honestly, I don't know where my headphones are, and I said I would record every day, daily, and it is 11:50. 3 on one 22 so in my defense i didn't get off work until uh 1104 didn't get home till 1110 so i've only been home for 45 minutes and in those 45 minutes i have uh counteracted the stress of the work day that went haywire um so I do believe I'm in a balanced and tranquil enough mood to attack uh, the topic I was going to discuss today. So, first, the Mandela Effect episode is almost unlistenable. I'm aware of that. I even tried to record uh, myself at the higher settings... While listening to the low setting version in my left ear, I was trying to speak into a microphone that would let me just basically duplicate it at better settings, that does not work out. If you have ever tried to do something like that, that is difficult. I have a lot of respect for people who can do it. Um, And since it all sounded phony, and since I started wandering into places that I wasn't even talking about in the original recording, the only thing I can do is say, I've certainly learned my lesson I will not make that mistake again, as I will double-check to make sure I'm recording at the best level possible. I will also be pursuing better recording equipment, which I might even have on hand. I just haven't tested everything I own that can record. So that could happen anytime. And third, um, the Mandela Effect episode is an episode that I would imagine you either want to listen to or you don't. And if you don't, well, then uh, you've got a better reason to turn it off than any of the others since... Uh, I mistakenly recorded in a low tone and if you do want to listen to it, well, it is listenable and I know there might be some parts in there that um, make you want to question my ability to speak into a microphone and record my own voice, Uh, that's legit, but uh, trying to duplicate it or in some other way uh, recreate it uh, just isn't what I'm about. So I apologize for making that one terrible. Uh, at least audio quality-wise. Uh, Content-wise, it's not an A+, plus, but it's not a D. So, with those uh, <laughs> loose uh, uh, assignments of value, uh, you know, I can always do better, and I'm always trying to do so. And it's funny, because I'm liking Charlie at work more and more. And for good reasons. Like... He just has, a, first of all, he has a settled nature to him, which I never had. So I do enjoy seeing someone who is willing to um, allow, for instance, silences to, to accumulate. I do not need someone to chitter, chitter, chatter chitter chatter, chatter, chatter at me, even though that's the way I live in life. Because I think sometimes when people do that, they're trying to match my energy. And I know my energy is overwhelming. If anything, I'm always trying to tone it down, especially in public. Um, And especially at work. So when somebody can sit for a good three, four minutes, literally, um, without needing to speak and fill silence with stuff like, you know, if the Broncos don't find a better quarterback, I don't even know if I want to watch them next year. Because literally, what is that that really giving the universe? Uh, It's giving you a a steam release valve on your nervousness. Because having to think inwardly for that long inevitably leads to, well, you know, I'm having all these thoughts. I wonder what that guy's thinking about. I mean, he hasn't said anything. You know what I'm saying? Like, you can't help but, but become um, unsure of yourself if you're not sure of yourself when those silences are available. And to, so to me, the fact that he's comfortable enough to endure three to four minutes of just contemplation says a lot. I would never have had the... Um, the... Hmm the steady, and uh, and I, I would have been too afraid that that somebody was thinking things about me. I don't know how to put that into words, but I'd inevitably circled around to, well, if somebody's being this quiet for this long, they must have something they don't want to say to me because they're trying to figure out how to say it because that's the only reason I'd be quiet this long, or whatever. You know, I just talk myself into some nonsense. That wasn't true. It was just my... Insecurities manifesting in a mind full of possibilities to think the worst, the best, and anything in between. So to watch somebody young be so so um, so contemplative, which is really the word. It it's encouraging, and um, in respect for his contemplative nature, I. Reveal to him today my one little secret weapon that I think can change the world and uh, And his response was simple and uh, and <laughs> You know it, it's it 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 was exactly what it should have been and the way I think I can reframe the world is simple We always ask people. How you been? How you doing? How are, how's it going? What you been up to? How are things? whatever right <clears throat> those are the phrases we use and we're always asking people to help you know share where you're at right now how are things what, what can we do how can how can uh, we interact in a way that uh, meets your energy or whatever right I guess but what it ends up doing is it forces us to constantly live in a, an evaluation of what we just did what we're what we've been through what we've endured what we've what we've experienced that can't be changed. How are you doing? Is as close to a question that escapes that as you can get without going to the step that I think we need to take. Questions like, "How have you been? What's what you've been up to? How are things going? What's the uh, what's the weather like in your neighborhood? All that crap is basically a give me a quick list of what you have just experienced and how it's affected you in, in theory. At least that's how I read it. But what if the question was, how are you going to be? Instead of asking questions about evaluating things that have already happened, that there is no chance of anything happening differently. Why not ask, how are you going to be? How are you leaving me? How are, how's your next step feeling? What's, what's the next round looking like for you? Um, Instead of having people constantly living in their past, why not have them live with the very next moment they're going to have? How are you going to be? I'm going to be great, perfect, then I will say goodbye. How are you going to be? Frankly, I'm going to be nervous. Can I help? Is there anything you need? Do you want to practice your speech before you give it tomorrow? Do you want me to call 30 of my friends, loosely associate them with cat calls and whistles so that no matter what you go through tomorrow, it will be better than anything you experienced in your practice round? I mean, how are you gonna be? And um, so I told him this, and he just kind of looked at me and he said, "Huh." Just basically reframing it, right? I said, "Exactly." It just asks the question forward instead of backward. He's like, "Yeah, you know, I, I think that's good. I like that. I like it." And then he left it alone, walked away. And yet, when I bring it up to him in a week which I'll give him a week to think about it, I think he'll have considered it in a way that is meaningful. And if he hasn't, that's not a big deal. I don't care. But he's the first person I'm testing my theory that we are just in a position of of looking at things wrong that makes us feel beaten up. And a simple question like, how are you going to be? How you leaving? How's tomorrow look? Whatever. How can I help with something I can actually help with? Not how have you been. Not let's figure out what's wrong with you that caused all these issues that got you to this place. How are you going to be? you going to be gangbusters? Awesome. Then I'll just sit back and give you an, a standing ovation when you're done. You're going to be full of nervous energy because you're going into something that is of great importance to you. Well, uh, I'll happily save a good joke for five minutes before you go on stage so that you can have a genuine laugh to calm down in in the moment. Whatever. How can I help in a way I can help? Not, how can I get you to live better with that which you've already done. It's just simple. We don't have to reframe the world to change it. We just have to believe that simple things done for the better of all of us will lead to a world that makes us all feel important, valued, and a world that makes us all feel worth living in.